With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Long Talk Radio. Challenging. Thought-provoking. Insightful. This is the Ninja Pastor with Sunday's God in Country with Dr. Sean. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical reverend, Dr. Sean is a proud U.S. military veteran, former law enforcement officer, founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through his riveting national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This show is biblically and politically engaged in the battle to save our country, with a pedal to the metal, with this Sunday's edition of Sundays with Dr. Sean. Buckle up. Here's your host, the author of the critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Reverend Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, with today's message. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. You have joined us on the perfect day. Uh, first of all, where we are, it is gorgeous, uh, beautiful, and we got lots of good food here. Um, hello, everybody. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on and get something to eat. We've got great food today, just like we always do. I tell you, every, well, first of all, we've got my buddy Chris Cahalan, his wife Jessica, and Aunt Barb here all the way from Minnesota. So today, the prize, we give them something to eat for the prize. There's some fried chicken and whatnot in there. For coming the farthest, uh, they win today. We had somebody from Japan, though, come, so they did win. I don't know if you know. And then, yeah, no sushi. They didn't bring sushi. But um, so Chris, as you might remember, is who we've been praying for, Chris, Kalen, and his family, uh, fighting pancreas cancer. He's got seven, six more treatments to go. The Whipple procedure, remember we prayed through all that? Well, he's here, came all the way from Minnesota, and they're going to go lobby uh, Congress on um, Monday and Tuesday. So be praying for them and strength for them. We're going to have a prayer afterwards. So if you were here, you could be part of it, but you're not here. Too bad for your luck. Um, so today, today, I just want to say, hey, welcome to, uh, let's see, we've got uh, Alaska. We've got uh, Northern uh, New York represented so far in chat. So awesome to have you and welcome our other guests in chat. We're glad that you joined us today. Fair warning, uh, this will be a PG-13 message. I know that sounds strange, but it's going to come at you kind of hardcore. We're not really going to uh, temper anything at this point. Uh, we're just going to tell the truth and lay it out how it is. Um, that's kind of how I go, but given the events that have happened, I think it's I think it's important to stop. So the question is, what makes us free? And in the advertising for the message this week, uh, by the way, last week, we topped 50,000 listeners on Sunday, and uh, we're just under 700,000 listeners on, or not on Wednesday, on Sunday. On Wednesday last week, we were just under 700,000 listeners uh, in downloads as of Friday. I haven't looked since Friday, so who knows? Yeah, that's awesome. We're, praise God for that. 
If I had a nickel for every listener, uh, what's this free? Freedom is said to be highly valued, but what is freedom? What does freedom look like? What does freedom feel like? That's all great to know, but what most people really want to know is what really makes us free. What really makes us free. I'm going to read some passages uh, with you, and I, and I just want you to understand that this is from the scriptures I'm going to use. Essentially, two or three different translations. Tonight, I'm going to use the uh, Complete Jewish Bible, which I always do. Um, and then we're going to use the New English Translation. Uh, and then a little snippet of King James, just for fun, just to show you that I'm flexible. You know, I'm not that flexible. Wow. By the way, folks, Chris, Chris Cahalen just did a split on my uh, on my floor here. So, And he got back up. And he got back up. Doing the splits, that's hard enough, getting back up. Boy, he's always been an athlete. He don't know it. He don't, no, don't tell him to do it again. So this is Philippians 4. Don't worry about anything. And, and let me just say this. I had a great friend remind me this week, during the week, they said, you know, Man, Philippians 4 really is a powerful place to start Amen. for what I'm doing um, and, and what's going on. By the way, I also want to thank um, – oh, there we go. Hey, Linda Kahlen, how are you? Ah, hi, Mom. She's listening online. Hi, hi Mom. <laughs> We're so glad to have you out in Minnesota. Are you going to translate? Minnesota. For, yeah, Minnesota. No, I tease him, but it was so funny. I met Chris years ago. We became friends years ago. We worked in the same company together. And uh, he started talking, and I just kind of, what are you, what, what are you saying? But uh, I got it. I figured out Minnesotan right away. And then he said, you know, you ever come visit Minnesota, although I didn't see him when I went out there. You're going to really love it. I went out actually in January. Hard to believe. Believe it or not, I actually did love it. Uh, People were so nice. But I got to tell you, in all fairness, I had the best steak I've ever had in my life. In uh, Twin Cities, uh, it was unreal, unreal. I'm not sure what it was. Real, real swank place. Philippians 4. Don't worry about anything. On the contrary, make your request known to God by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Then God's shalom, passing all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds safe in union with the Messiah Yeshua. In conclusion, brothers, focus your thoughts on what is true, noble, righteous, pure, lovable, or admirable, on some virtue or something praiseworthy. Keep doing what you've learned and received from me, what you have heard and seen me doing. Then the God who gives shalom will be with you. Amen. Praise God for his word. But here's the thing. We're being told what to think in this country. We are being told that the victims in the Orlando LGBT club weren't victims. They were heroes. Equals gays or heroes, equals homosexuality is heroic. And that's what was happening in the Orlando LGBT, and I'm told to add Q Club as true, noble, righteous, pure, lovable, admirable, or on some virtue or on something praiseworthy. That's what we're being told. We're told by our government now, listen, if you want to know what is heroic, if you want to know what's praiseworthy, if you want to know what's great, man, this is it. This is, this is the thing. By the way, welcome to the Stabley's. We usually are at their homes, and, and they get to not have to do anything and just come and be with us. And so we welcome them every week. They open their home. They have this huge room in their house. We have room. I bet we could fit 110 people in there, people that liked each other. Um, <laughs> we could fit 110 people in there. So you, you come. If you're Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, 
you know, we, we can fit you. Come on, we'll, we'll feed you good. I promise you that. We'll feed your, feed your gullet and we'll feed your spirit. So we're being told by the government, because why? Because flags are at half mass. We've got all these bills. We've got all these different things going on. Talk more about in a minute. But we're told that what was happening there at the Orlando LGBTQ club before the shooting started is true, noble, righteous, pure, lovable, admirable, and on some virtue or on something praiseworthy. This is what we're being told by the government. Right? Well, by the way, if you follow me at the Ninja Pastor uh, on Twitter or you go to our God and Country radio show page, Facebook page, you saw the video I posted. I'm going to be talking about this video in a second. But let me say this. We've been asked, are we uh, going to – hey, thank you, brother in New York. He says we sound good today. Um, and thank you for tweeting it out. If you all are on Twitter, tweet that sucker out. Put at the Ninja Pastor on there. It would be great. Um, so, uh, by the way, your children are listening, too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Glad to have you. Hey, kid. Dad says, hey, and you better not be doing something you're not supposed to do, right? I would say we have our eye on you, but we don't. I shouldn't have said that out loud. It's going to be mayhem. Uh, so uh, normally we're, my buddy Sean is here filming for a Facebook live feed. This is a new thing that we're doing, and we're only doing it because Sean knows how to do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what it's about. Um, but he knows how to do it, So, but they're away. So if they, uh, when he when he gets back, we'll be back on. Uh, but I do have a face for radio, I'm told. So, but mom, mom never liked me. So here's here's what happened. This is the video I'm I'm going to talk to you about. Uh, we put a man on Fox News Channel with a bit of ancestry during prime time. And he tells a story of how he was in the stall in the Adonis room, the Adonis restroom at the Pulse Club with his friend. And she was using the restroom in the stall with him when the shooting started. And by staying in the stall together, that, in his view, saved their lives. Not for nothing, but do you know what definitely would have saved far more lives rather than hiding out in the Adonis bathroom stall that you were using with your female or transgender friend, because it was transgender Latin night, uh, waiting three hours to either die or if the police come to save you. You know what would have save more lives than that? I don't know, shooting back, firing back, fighting back, fighting back somehow, some way, with something, anything. America, we've got to fight back against Islam. We've got to fight back. We can't ask, why, 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 why are you doing this to me? They've already told you why they're doing it to you. They've already told you they're going to kill you. They've already told you this. This is not some weird fracture of Islam. This is Islam. Anybody that's been listening to me preach and teach and speak all around the country, by the way, I'll come, I'll come wherever. If they have a plane, a train, or automobile, uh, I'll get there, and we'll be glad to speak at your church or wherever, whatever function you have. Um, and, and, but you know if you've ever heard me live, I've talked about this for years. And this is learned over many, many years of being in the military and then post-military uh, operations and then uh, executive protection team through the different things we've done. And we've interfaced with Islam, and it's never been pretty. And we've gone right to the root of Islam. We've been in all those countries and, and deeply embedded. And I can tell you, when you're there, it's worse than you see on television. I'm just telling you, it is nothing in Saudi Arabia to go down the street and you see a crowd gathering and you go over, hey, what's, what, are they, what are they selling? Watches? Is it Rolex? What do we got here? Um, you see a crowd gathering. And you think you're going to see something, you see a bunch of hooting and hollering, and you hear a guy yelling in Arabic, 
and, and you go over and there's somebody bent over a piece of wood. And there's a guy, sounds like he's preaching. And then all of a sudden the crowd gets whipped into a fury. And what happens? Person gets their head cut off. That is, that is not a rare sighting in Saudi Arabia. And that's, look, Yemen, which I think, quite frankly, is the armpit of the universe. No offense to any Yemenis listening tonight, unless you're trying to figure out how to kill me, in which case, be offended all you want. Bring it on. Hold on, Um But here's the thing, folks. Here's the thing. We've, we've got to stop this idea that we are in some way going to talk them out of their hatred of us. We're not going to do it. We're not ever going to do it. You say, well, as Christians, I'm surprised being a reverend doctor that you wouldn't want to go and minister to them and preach to them. Well, I'm preaching to them right now. Throw down your swords. Throw down your guns. Cast away your moon god, Allah. Cast away your pedophile, murderous uh, prophet, Muhammad, and get on your knees and pray for forgiveness from the living God, the living God, the only God, and the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, will save you. That's the only thing that's going to redeem you. Otherwise, you are absolutely going to find the fires of hell licking your feet for all of eternity. There's just a warning from the ninja pastor, free of charge, no cost propagation to you. But fighting back, folks, they had to do something, fight back somehow, some way, with something, anything, anything. Pull up your skinny jeans, undo your man bun, and for Pete's sake, for the sake of the country, fight back. My son's in there saying, my son's in there saying, what's wrong with the man bun? Right? Oh, Chris has no hair. He has no hair to make a man bun. We'd have to tape one on. So, so this guy in this video, and if you're curious about the video, go to, uh, we have it linked on God and Country Radio, or just uh, follow me on regular Facebook, facebook.com backslash smgreener. That's all you have to do. Just type in the Ninja Pastor. It'll find it. Or go to the ninjapastor.com or drshawngreener.com. So this guy on Greta Van Susteren, he's introduced to America as the promoter of Latin Transgender Night. That was the night that the shooting happened at the Pulse nightclub. And this is, this is on internationally televised uh, TV all around the world, all the world to see. And the key here is he wasn't embarrassed. He was proud. And Greta Van Susteren was unfazed by it. And this interview played to millions of Americans and millions more all around the world. And there was no shame. There was no embarrassment. He said, yeah, me and my friend, she and I were using the restroom together. While she was using the restroom, we were in the stall together. And then at some point, we climbed up onto the, the commode so that if somebody came in and looked under the stall, they wouldn't see anybody in there. We just tried to be quiet until the popping stopped. And this was nothing, man. He wasn't ashamed of this. This is no big deal. Listen, would we be heralding these? And, and look, let me just say this. This is not an anti-LGBTQ or whatever message. I want you to understand that right up front. It's not, a, it's not about that. that. God speaks very clearly on it. You don't need, need to hear that much more from me on it, because if you listen to me for 10 minutes, you know that God says what he says. It's not for me to tra- retranslate scripture or to recreate God in my own image. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you, they absolutely were victims of terrorism. That is indisputable. But would we be heralding these victims of terrorism as heroes and putting flags at half mass all around the country and posting the LGBT rainbow flag with we are Orlando on our social media if Omar Mateen shot up a heterosexual strip club? Think about that for a second. The gold, whatever kind of names they have, you know, 
uh, gentlemen's club, they call them. I don't know why they call them that. But a gentleman's club. Hey, would they be saying, oh, those poor people, we support, we stand with the strip clubs? No, you know the answer is no. If that happened, no. But it was an LGBTQ club, and so we stand with Orlando rainbow flag. Well, how about if it was a Christian crisis pregnancy center that served as an alternative to abortion? What if they went in and they shot up the place? I'm not saying a Planned Parenthood center, an abortion clinic, because, you know, when that happens, the first thing they look for is the white Christian Bible-toting, gun-toting man to come in uh, to to arrest for it. It, Immediately it's got – and it would be best if he was a Republican Tea Party. That would be best, and that's what they look for. But what if he did that? What if he shot up the Christian Christian Crisis Pregnancy Center that served as an alternative to abortion? What if? What, would you put your I support Christian crisis pregnancy centers flag on your social media? I don't think it would fit. We just need an abbreviation for that. I guess CCPC. I don't know. That doesn't resonate. Doesn't sound as cool. Yeah, it sounds Russian. <laughs> yeah. CCCP. That's right. That is Russian. I wonder what that says. Would we be posting the Christian flag and we are Orlando on our Facebook pages if he shot up a predominantly white Christian church? My guess is the left and the media – wait a second. I'm sorry. I was redundant. (laughs) My guess is the media, the left-wing media, would still portray this as an uptight and sexually repressed, unevolved, and bigoted Christian church's fault, what with their Bible-clinging and Bible-toting and Bible-believing and whatnot. Look, I'm not – again, I want to be clear on this. I'm not picking on any singular group of victims. What I'm pointing out here is that Islam attacked our shores – Again, there have never been more attacks in the United States than in the last seven and a half years. Even with 9-11, there have never been more attacks in the United States. There have never been more people murdered at the hand of Islam, at the hand of jihad, than in the last seven years of this president. Never in all of history. All of it combined. This has been the deadliest time. So I'm, I'm pointing out that Islam attacked us on our shores again, and we've got to start identifying who did it and how do we stop it from happening again. How do we stop them before they do it? Why do we keep saying again and again and again? This happened again. We know how to stop it. We know how to end it. While all the hand-wringing is done, we don't hear anything about Islam. I think it's interesting, uh, some of the newspapers, even in Rehoboth Beach, Beach, Delaware, is the gay capital of the United States, summer capital, the gay summer capital. You guys know that? You didn't know that. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a really, really big deal. The gay summer capital. No, it's, it's Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, the gay summer capital of, of basically the universe. And so the newspaper uh, that serves that area uh, of Sussex County, um, you know, has had so many articles there talking about the vigils that Camp Rehoboth is a, is a gay uh, LGBTQ um, organization, and they help with, with, you know, LGBTQ issues, and they help people, you know, come out, and they help people if they're being abused, which I'm not against. I'm, I'm, I'm not for. I just want to be clear. I'm not for throwing rocks at people, making fun of people, uh, ridiculing people, uh, beating them. I'm not for any of that. In fact, I'm, I'm vehemently against it. And I would stand in the way if that was happening. I would put my life at risk. And those that know me know that that is absolutely a fact. 
But here's the thing. All those papers, and looking across the nation, I looked at all the major newspapers and all the little towns and all this stuff, and they have all these vigils. They do all these things. They light their flags, and they cry, and they wave their little flags, and they wear their rainbow shirts and stuff. And, but what, what do the articles say? They talk about we've got to fight against hate. We've got to fight against bigotry. We've got to fight against gun violence. But they don't once, any single one of them don't once say, you know what we've got to fight against? We've got to fight against Islam. Islam is what we've got to fight against. We've got to stop Islam. You know what? Instead of doing that, we don't call it what it is. Instead of doing that, we lower flags to half-mast for what the media is describing is this sexually frustrated, secretly gay, misguided, self-loathing guy under bigoted religious pressure, pressure for being gay. And oh, by the way, just so you know, guns and Donald Trump are the problem. Tuesday's a big day in the United States. Listen, folks, listen up. If you ever were to call your congressman, your senator, listen, you've got to get on the phone. You've got to find out who your representatives are, and you've got to call them and say, listen, I don't want to see your name on some bill talking about taking away my rights. Second Amendment, you think the NRA is bad? You wait till we all unite. It's going to be trouble. So don't even think about doing it, or I will spend the rest of my time. Number one, your initiative will fail. Number two, it will not fight crime. It's never been proven to fight crime. All this time, it's never been proven. Safe streets in America, look that up. Man, I'm telling you, the government funded the biggest survey ever to try to get guns off the streets and out of the hands of Americans, and guess what happened? The researcher wrote a book because the research didn't prove what they had hoped, what the left had hoped. The research proved that gun, the, only, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Or in the case of that bar, was there no bar stool? Was there no bar? Listen, I got into a debate this week with, with some people, this week or last week, and they said, oh, what are you going to do? You're in that bar, and, and when this happens, is there ice cream? Is somebody walking around with ice cream in here? That was close. I was fixing to lose it. Somebody hiding ice cream up me. You know, that's bad. You want to talk about bad. So uh, got distracted there for a second. Oof, got the vapors. Um, so I got in this debate with this guy, and he said, so you're telling me, and this, and this woman, you're telling me that if this, you hear the gunshots, first of all, let me just say this. Can we dispense with, well, I thought it was fireworks. I thought it was fireworks. Really, at 2 a.m., you thought it was fireworks. Part of the show. Inside, part of the show. Let's let that go. Same thing they thought at Bataclan, um, same thing they thought at San Bernardino, all of these different things. Can we dispense with it's not going to be fireworks? Let's assume it's gunfire. Let's just assume that up first. So let's just say nobody in the club had a gun. Nobody has a bar stool. Nobody has a bottle. Nobody has bottles of liquor behind a thing. Nobody can gather up together and say, look, let's flank this dude, tackle his rear end, and beat the crap out of him or somebody drop a round in his head. Let's roll. And I cited, that's funny that you said that just at that time. I cited it, and they said there's nobody would do that. Nobody's thinking about that. Everybody's thinking about surviving. I said, that's your problem. Your mindset is there instead of, hey, somebody trying to kill me. Maybe I have to stop them. Wait, let me pick up my phone and dial 911. Do you know how many uh, videos? There was a hundred and some videos of the shooting as it's starting. And the people are like, oh, man, they got fireworks going in here, man. You know, blah, 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 all this stuff. And you... People speak this, you get all these videos, and what they're saying is, is, well, this is wild, this is crazy. And then you see it change, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, 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 wait a second, there's people dropping. 
And instead of grabbing a gun, a knife, a bottle, of something, they don't do that. They say, why, 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 why are you doing this to me? Listen, I want you to understand that there are some folks that are glad this happened. It's not me. I'm not glad this happened. There are some churches across the country that all over Facebook and social media, they're coming out saying, well, the gays brought this on themselves. I'm not going to go there. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm not glad this happened, but there is somebody that is. Can't imagine who would be glad about this warped thinking. Who is glad that we're politically correct and calling evil good and good evil? Who do you think that might be? I'll tell you who. Satan equals the Islamic terrorists who hate you and all the countries they come from. Listen, everybody where they come from, they hate you. They hate your guts. They don't like you. They don't like how you look. They don't like how you believe. They don't like how you live. They don't like how you dress. They don't like what you say. They don't like anything about you, and they're driven to kill you. You know what? The real definition of being stupid is not knowing your enemies. I'm going to ask you a real quick question. Did we lower the flag for San Bernardino? When those people were murdered there, they were massacred too. And you know what? They were friends with this guy. They put money together to help he and his wife with their baby shower. They gave them gifts of money and a room full of stuff. They didn't have to buy a single thing. And they came in, these two Muslims came in and killed them. Did we put flags at half-mast for San Bernardino? No, we didn't. I'll answer the question for you. No, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't put the flags at half-mast. Why? Are you telling me, American brothers and sisters, let me ask you, are you my brother in America? Are you my sister? Or are you my sexual Proclivity, brother or sister, because we did it for the LGBT people, but we didn't do it for San Bernardino. Did we do it for the lady out in the Midwest who was at a a meatpacking plant or something? Gets her head cut off by a Muslim employee because she refused to convert, and in the middle of the day, he sawed her head off with a knife, and then he tried to cut somebody else's head off. Oh, and by the way, one of the assistant managers of the place or one of the owners went out to his car got his gun, and came back in and shot the guy. That's what stopped it. That's what stopped more bloodshed there. But what is the criteria for lowering the the, the American flag to half-staff in America? Is it, let me just ask you, is it the quantity of those who were killed? Maybe it's a certain number. We say terrorism. It was an act of terrorism. Well, how many is it that has, has to die have to be murdered in this act of terrorism to lower the flag. Apparently 14 is the benchmark low number. We can't have, it's got to be more than that. Apparently 49 is the number. How about the sexuality of those killed? Maybe that's it. Maybe you've got to be LGBTQ in order for the flags. In order for you to be a hero, that's what's going to lower the flags to half mass. Let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When Islam strikes strip joints, once the jihadis leave the strip joint, because you know they hang out at strip joints, will strippers get a flag lowering? I want you to think that out. I'm not saying that to be funny. So let's say they strike a strip joint, because you know they allegedly don't like that, although the 9-11 hijackers, guess where they were the night before? They were coked up. They were drunk off their behinds in strip joints. They had all kinds of lap dances and whatnot. 
in strip joints. That's where they were before. Don't give me this crap about Islam is so pure and we're so dirty. Oh, my goodness. They just can't stand how dirty we are. The, the narrative was he just didn't – Omar Mateen didn't like to see two men kissing. He saw two men kissing, and, whoa, he lost it. Really? Because he was in the nightclub three times before. That might be where he saw the two men kissing. But do the strippers get a flag lowering? I guess not. I guess the strippers don't. I guess that doesn't meet it. How about if they blow up a church or they, they go off shooting in a church? Do the church – does the church – do those church people – they're dead. Those church folks are dead, the Baptist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, whatever, whatever you are, Messianic, Jewish, you know, temple, wherever, whatever your deal is. Do they get the flags lowered? I have to ask you, we don't lower flags to half mast when an American soldier, a true hero, dies fighting in combat for us. But we do for the patrons of this LGBT club, killed as unarmed victims of a mass murder at the hands of Islam. I have a friend, his name is Carmine Sabia. He's a very smart guy, he's junior, Carmine Sabia Jr. And he posted on social media. I asked him if it was okay if I, if I uh, read this to you. The enemy is clear, but our country and many portions of the country ignore or deny it. Our enemy is Islam. Please don't tell me that this is a tiny majority of Islam, that that, that is the problem. If you do, I will tell you math is your problem. I added that math is your problem thing because I don't like math anyway. Any math teachers in math? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, we got like five math people. There might be an act of terrorism here. The myth of the tiny percentage of radical Muslims not being a major, I'm going to dispel this right now. Americans, gays, straight, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, etc. Men and women, you better understand, I'm talking to everybody now. Everybody. You better understand something about Islam, and you better understand it really quick. This is a religion who worldwide is stuck in the seventh century. No, not all Muslims are terrorists, and many are good, peace-loving people, particularly those in America and the West who are born into a culture, who embrace our culture, who assimilate into our culture. He didn't say that. I said that. I added that free of charge, no cost or obligation to him. They can be, and in the majority of instances, are patriotic, law-abiding citizens, physicians, healthcare professionals, lawyers, and model citizens. But in the Middle East, in nations where they're in charge, the situation doesn't resemble what we in the West consider as peaceful. In nearly all nations where Muslims are in control, homosexuality is illegal, and in many of those countries results in a death sentence. In nearly every land where Muslims rule, women are oppressed and treated as property. In every country where Muslims are the minority, they are obsessed with minority rights. Let me tell you why. Remember, you guys know, R-P-M, religious, political, and military. It is not a religion. Islam is not a religion. It is it absolutely is a religious, political, and military ideology. Where they're a minority, they use religion. Then as they gain, they start using political means. By the way, the mayor of London is a Muslim. First time. First time. The mayor of London is a Muslim. You tell me these people uh, know what they're doing in London? I'll tell you, they're off their rocker. No offense. But there are many in our government with far higher uh, positions than mayor, like Department of Homeland Security, like CIA. Watch the movie. Watch the movie uh, 13 Hours. Watch the movie Zero Dark Thirty. Watch some of the people who are – they're officials who work in the, in the most uh, critical, uh, sensitive areas of our government are Muslim. 
In nearly every – back to what he wrote, because I, I don't want to venture too far. In nearly every country where Muslims are in charge, there are no minority rights. I'm often told not all Muslims are radicals. No kidding. No kidding. By low-end polls, 10% of Muslims would be defined as radical. Nope. Say only 1% are radicals. There are 1.6 billion, with a B, Muslims, estimated between 1.6 and 1.9. 1.6 and 1.9, but we'll take 1.6 Muslims in the world. 1% of that is 16 million. If the 10% number is correct, that's 160 million. But 16 million ought to be enough to scare you. There isn't a nation on this planet, not even the United States, that could fight a force of 16 million jihadis if they got out of the caveman age and into modern times and got truly organized. Now, this is me. Hussein Obama says ignore Islam and focus on the real problem of, you know, climate change and guns and Christians and not enough LGBT folks and not enough special allowances and laws for the labeled people. By the way, if you are a Christian, according to the president of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama, you don't deserve special allowances. Why? Because you and your guns and your Bible are exactly the problem. You're being told in order to be a good and evolved progressive person what you know in your heart is evil is now called good what is good is now called evil this isn't the first time we've heard this i seem to recall what a prophet isaiah happened to say those who call evil good and good evil are as good as dead who turn darkness into light and light into darkness who turn bitter into sweet and sweet into bitter those who think they are wise are as good as dead those who think they possess understanding those who are champions at, a drink, at drinking wine are as good as dead, who display great courage when mixing strong drinks. They pronounce the guilty innocent for a payoff. They ignore the just cause of the innocent. Therefore, as flaming fire, as flaming fire devours straw and dried grass disintegrates the flames, so their root will rot and their flower will blow away like dust. For they have rejected the law of the Lord who commands armies they have spurned the commands of the Holy One of Israel. So the Lord is furious with his people. He lifts his hands and strikes them. The mountains shake and corpses lie like manure in the middle of the streets. Let me take a break here. I've been to countries. I've been to countries where I've been in an American-named hotel, 16, 17 stories. And you walk three blocks and you see dogs eating human beings. In Muslim countries, literally, you walk out, you go the wrong direction, a few blocks, and you see dogs eating dead human beings in the street. Isn't that something? Like manure in the middle of the street. Despite all this, his anger does not subside, and his hand is ready to strike again. He lifts a signal flag for a distant nation. He whistles for it to come from the far regions of the earth. Look, they come quickly and swiftly. None tire or stumble. They don't stop to nap or sleep. They don't loosen their belts or unstrap their sandals to rest. Their arrows are sharpened and all their bows are prepared. The hooves of their horses are hard as flint and their chariot wheels are like a windstorm. Their roar is like a lion's. They roar like young lions. They growl and seize their prey. They drag it away and no one can come to the rescue. At that time, they will growl over their prey. It will sound like Sea waves crashing against rocks. Look out over the land and see the darkness of disaster. Clouds will turn the light into darkness. 
John 8, 32 and 36. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So if the Son frees you, you will really be free. 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now Adonai in this text meets the spirit, and where the spirit of Adonai is, there is freedom. Listen, it's inarguable that God has blessed America. God has blessed America. It's obvious to see. He, he poured out his blessings on us, and it's fitting to celebrate his goodness to us. You know, I'm not saying only focus on the, the, uh, only focus on the bad But we've got to acknowledge the bad. Folks, if we don't acknowledge the bad, we're going to die as a nation. We are going to cease to be a nation. We're right to celebrate his goodness to us. The bounty we share in his good land, we're right to say thank you, Father, for all you've given us. Listen, the poorest person, the poorest person in America, I'll I'll put it this way, the poorest person in uh, developed areas of America, because you go to the Appalachian Trail, there are places in the Appalachian Trail you think you're in another country, for real. If it weren't for Dolly Parton, I'm telling you, that woman is going to receive a special reward in heaven. I do not want to be behind her when it's her time, because it'll be a while, and I'll pale in comparison. So but with the exception of Appalachia, the, the major cities, the major, the, even some suburban, the poorest person there is no comparison no comparison. We're, we're wealthy people. We're wealthy people. Some of the places in the world right now, India, Pakistan, Yemen, other places similar to that, the poverty is it's, it's shattering, the poverty. In this country, in the United States of America, the poorest person here is wealthy there. Freedom is one of our greatest blessings. You know, we have political freedom. We're free politically. For the most part, wait a second, maybe we are, maybe we aren't. Maybe we were. Maybe we were free politically, but we've been giving it away, been handing it away. Free plug for centerforselfgovernance.com. I'm telling you, go there. It is absolutely the secret sauce. I say it all the time. It is the secret sauce. It's absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. Personal freedom. Center for Self-Governance, self-governance. Man, you want to be free politically? You want to be free to be what God intended you to be? You want to be free to take on the rights and blessings of nature and nature's God? Take you some courses. Take you some courses on Center for Self-Governance. I'm telling you, we'll come to any state. Personal freedom. You know, folks could actually, I know it's going to sound crazy to you, but folks could actually advertise a Latin transgender celebration night in Orlando, Florida, and have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people there dressed, some dressed as women that are men, some dressed as men that are women, all these different things. I mean, just, just listen, what do you think was happening in the Adonis restroom? What do you think is happening there? What do you think these people are doing? You know, I'm not going to go into it, but listen, it's, it's nothing you want to see. It's nothing you want to go walking into. You don't want to accidentally stumble into that joint. But this happens, and it happens freely in America. Other than Islam coming in and shooting up the place, they're pretty much free to do what they want to do. Nobody's going to stop them. Nobody's going to say, hey, you can't do that here. What makes us free? What makes us free? The scriptures make us free. John 8, 32 tells us the truth sets us free. Lies don't set us free. Political correctness at the sacrifice of biblical truth does not 
save us. No, it doesn't save us. It enslaves us. The truth shall make you free. This is a well-known quote. Few know that's actually from the Bible. Most people don't know that's from the Bible. These are the words of Yeshua. This has always been true politically. The truth will set you free. Listen, you've got to know the truth in order to be free from it. More and more and more, the left controls the media and the right. I'm not, look, let me just be clear on this. I want to be very clear on this. It's not the left's fault. It's the right's fault. It's not the people who don't have Christ in their heart. It's the people who do. It's not the fault first of the people in the seats of the church. It's the fault of the pastors up on the podium behind the pulpit because they stopped preaching the truth. They stopped saying what is true. They stopped saying what is true. Listen, I want you to study a map and see where the Bible, wherever the Bible has gone in the world and what kind of freedom it's brought. The scripture set us free. I've got a newsflash for you. Anywhere where the Bible is propagated, scriptures are propagated, Christ is, is told, the story of Christ is told, this is a place where they are free. They're free. They're free indeed. They're spiritually set free. I've told the story before of the brother and sister over in Africa. There was supposed to be a big, um, a, a, a big uh, crusade, a big evangelistic service. And it, this girl had never heard of Jesus, but what she heard was that he will set her free that she will be promised paradise if she just turns. Who is this man? Her and her brother were curious. They were young. They were curious. They had to walk from where they live. It was a day's journey. Her brother got eaten by a lion on the way. She was a young girl. She went the rest of the way and went and turned her life over to Christ. And they said, young girl, how are you? where are your people? Where are the people you're with? And she said, I'm here alone. They said, where did you come from? She named her village. They said, that's a day's journey away. How did you get here? When did you get here? And she told her story. And they said, what in the world would bring a child, a young girl with all there is? And you see your brother get eaten by a lion, get killed. And you still come. What in the world would drive you? Freedom. I want to hear about this man, Jesus, who will save my soul, who will redeem me, who will give me hope. Listen, I want you to look at the amazing timetable of God and the founding of America. You know, we've got the discovery of the New World uh, by Columbus in 1492. Let's be honest. You know, he didn't mean to. He thought he was somewhere else. But that's cool. Here we are. The invention of the printing press, the Bible, the, the Holy Bible, the scriptures, in whatever language you can name, I guarantee you it's, it's in print. It's available in print. Now with electronics, it's available in a second. You download it in a second, most of the time for free. The printing press, gospel is spread all across the world because the gospel has been spread through print and now through electronic media. Now, I don't like to say much good about Martin Luther. No offense to my, my Martin Luther followers. The guy was a terrible, horrible, vicious anti-Semite. He hated the Jews. He called them dogs. He had wished that they would die. He wished they would burn. But he did do something good. The Reformation was something good. We can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's, it's not all bad. He did do some good. The horrible that he did was horrible. But the scriptures in print and the Reformation, it brought persecution. See, the good comes and the bad's not far behind it. America provided 
a safe place, a refuge for people to flee for their freedom of their faith. They came for freedom to follow the teachings, not of some other man, some earthly man, but the teachings of Scripture. They came to follow God. They came to found a nation. Make no mistake about this. The United States of America is absolutely not a Muslim nation. It is absolutely not an atheist nation. It is absolutely a Judeo-Christian nation founded upon Judeo-Christian beliefs. This is why they came, and they founded the nation. All of our founding documents were based on Scripture, biblical principles. The Savior makes us free. Remember what John 8, 36 says, so if the Son frees you, you will really be free. Freedom flows from the written word and the living word. It was inspired by God. It was put into the, uh, the hands of regular men. All kinds of different jobs they did, all kinds of different, you know, um, I mean, these, these people range from fishermen to physicians. In a space of time of hundreds of years, and yet it's contiguous. Scriptures are contiguous. There's never been, there's never ever been in all of time an archaeological find that disproved any one aspect of the Bible. Rather, every single time there's an archaeological find, it proves Yet another aspect of the Bible. We know this. Christ sets people free. We know Nicodemus, according to John 3, go read it when you have time, was set free from religious bondage. Zacchaeus was set free from his lust for money in Luke 19. It talks about that. The Samaritan woman at the well, she was set free from her hurts, habits, and hangups. John 4 talks about that. Listen, we've got to understand and acknowledge that our political freedom is a gift from God. Our ability, there's, listen, there's a lot of, I talk about skinny jeans and man buns. There are a lot of people out there in churches who, uh, they, they will not speak the truth. They absolutely reject the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to speak the truth. They don't want to be around the truth. They don't want it. In churches today, all across America, they don't want to hear about political freedom being a gift from God. They say, you know what, religion and politics. Separation of church and state. First of all, show me in the Constitution where separation of church and state is. I dare you. I'll give you a shiny red truck, 2014 red truck, <laughs> low mileage, if you can find it in the Constitution. Right? You find it in the Constitution, hey, I'll give you that truck. Guess what? It's not in there. Separation of church and state is not in there. Yeah. Okay, he's looking. He's looking it up real quick. <laughs> I sure like a truck. But our political freedom is a gift from God. Spiritual freedom can be ours through faith in Christ. You say, well, that's the real important one. Let's not worry so much about political freedom. Listen, folks, you practice your faith through the, the benevolence and the sacrifice of so many men and women who gave their lives. They gave their lives. They came here. They lost their lives. They gave their lives. And then since men and women... All across this country, and even one, I have a friend, Drago. He's been on the radio show. He'll be on the radio show again. It was a political prisoner in Poland, and he came to the United States. He escaped, and he came to the United States, and he joined the United States Navy, and he became a Navy SEAL. And now when you say Drago in the community, the Naval Special Warfare community, they know who you're talking about. Well, I don't mess with that guy. 
Don't cross him. He was a breacher. That's the guy that blows the door open. Man, that's freedom. He did. He went through all that and, and, and served honorably. He's retired now from the SEALs. He did that because of the freedom that was present here. It's not anywhere else. Political freedom. But if he wants to worship however he wants to worship, guess what? He can do it here. We've, we've got to stop this. It's one or the other. It can be both. It can be both. We can have spiritual freedom and we can have political freedom. You know what? You won't have, you will not have spiritual freedom if you don't maintain and protect and guard and fight for political freedom. The spirit makes us free. Second Corinthians 317, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Man's long search for God through religious ceremony alone has never worked out. Well, let's have another ceremony. Let's have another liturgy. Let's have another, um, what's the other word for it? Um, Yeah, some kind of ritual, another ritual, another thing. We're going to do this, by gum, we're going to do this, and we are going to uh, by gum. That's not Minnesota, is it? No, that's more like Sussex County. Uh, so, so we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do these things, and this will this will somehow or another provide us religious freedom. Religi- it's never it's never done it. It's never done in all of time. But we've searched and we've searched and we've searched. If this wasn't true, what I just finished doing a big long paper. How many words was it? I don't know how many thousands of words. Eighty. 80 no, it was 80-some thousand word uh, uh, pro- project that I, that I did on the uh, different major religions of the world, comparative beliefs. And in that, I studied all kinds of faiths. And I can tell you, some of them you just read and you chuckle. You think, and you think it's hard to believe that God created the earth, heavens and the earth and that he sent his son Yeshua to, to come and live a perfect life for 33 years and then sacrifice his life and be born again and, and be raised again the third day? Really, that's so hard to believe? You got some crazy stuff out there. I'm telling you, mainstream faith that you just look at and you shake your head and go, huh? You know, it's just unreal. It's been a long search for God, and you can't find him through ceremony alone. Christ came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law and to give the Holy Spirit to us. We must guard against reverting to legalism without living in the Spirit. Listen, we have the laws of Torah. We have all these different things that God gave us. It's a gift to us. It's an absolute gift to us. It's not a burden. It's a gift. It says this, brothers, suppose someone is caught doing something wrong. You have the spirit should set him right. You who have the spirit should set him right. But in a spirit of humility, keeping an eye on yourself so that you won't be tempted to. That's Galatians 6.1. The fruit of the spirit demonstrates our freedom. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, self-control. Nothing in the Torah stands against such things. Moreover, those who belong to the Messiah Yeshua have put their old nature to death on the stake, along with its passions and desires. Since it is through the Spirit that we have life, let it also be through the Spirit that we order our lives day by day. There's an order. That's Galatians 5, 22 22 through 25. There's an order to our life. There's things we should observe that God has given to us to observe. But here's the thing. Here's the crazy, crazy thing. And I think this is something that, you know, all of us have – we've got to ask ourselves. we just got to get real for a second and ask ourselves. Political freedom makes us free citizens, right? We can – because of political freedom, we can, we can go and we can dress pretty much however we want. We can 
we can go to whatever club we want. We can do whatever things we want to do, right? We can do those things pretty much. We really, really can. We can do those things because we have political freedom. Well, you can't go on a street corner and preach now. You can't preach. Listen, in Canada, there are segments of scripture dealing with certain things that are literally against the law to recite or to put on a leaflet and hand out publicly. That's a fact. You say, well, that won't ever happen here, really. Because in San Francisco, it was demanded that the preachers put out, you know, type out their sermons or their manuscripts and then submit them. In Houston, Texas, Houston, Texas, the overtly gay mayor of Houston, Texas said, I'm going to decree that all pastors, supposed Christians, submit their manuscripts for their sermons. So we approve them. The pastor says, come get them. Come and get them. Come and collect them yourself. You see if we'll give them to you. They stood up, all except for one. Joel said he didn't mind. Come on, we welcome everybody. We welcome everybody. <laughs> Spherical, and, and listen, this is, look, I said this before, I'll say it again. If we lose our political freedom, our spiritual freedom is not far behind. People say, why are you all the time talking about politics? Why are you all, you're supposed to be a preacher. Why are you talking about politics all the time? Politics is what drives our ability to worship. Politics is what presents, you know, look, on Tuesday, here's what's going to happen. I'm just going to synopsize your day, Chris and, and Jessica and Ann Barb. Uh, here's going to be your day. You're going to hear some crazy stuff said by people whose whole justification in life and the huge salaries that they get and the benefits they get for the rest of their lives for as little tiny bit of service to the country about gun control. Tuesday's going to be the day. You're going to hear stuff that's going to blow your mind. And they're going to say, well, if we just had this law. But then if you go to the laws on the books and you read them and you say, wait a second, this is this law. We already have this law. This is already illegal. We've already made this illegal. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Meanwhile, what are we debating? We're debating whether or not a transgender or some man who today thinks that he wants to be a woman or he just wants to go to the women's restroom, we're actually submitting uh, legislation that says, hey, you should be able to go wherever you feel, whatever bathroom you want. Whatever bathroom you want. Just whatever you want. You just go there. This is what we're taking our time with. Meanwhile, our freedom, our political freedom is being snatched from us. Why? Because Christians sit back, followers of the way sit back, and we say, whoa, whoa I'm not political. I'm not getting involved in that. That's a dirty business. They stay home from voting. Not just for the president, folks. If you just vote for the president, I've got a news flash for you. You are voting for the wrong thing. You've got to vote for dog catcher. No offense. That doesn't happen to you, Buckeye. Um, she'll always be my side. Uh, you've got to vote for you know, treasurer, mayor. You've got to vote for, uh, what is it? Judges. Oh, my lands, people. You had better start voting for judges. You had better start looking who's getting put up for judge. Not just Supreme Court. I'm talking every office in the land, starting with dog catcher in your hometown. You have got to get out there, and you've got to get involved. Great way to do it. Great way to do it right and not spin your wheels, waste your time, is Center for Self-Governance. I kid you not. It is absolutely the secret sauce. Uh, look, I'm a level five graduate. There's only five or six in the whole state of Delaware that have gotten all the way to level five. And I'm telling you, praise God, I did. First level one through three, 
I thought I was going to literally pull my hair out. That's why I have a bald spot, CSG. Um, I literally was going to pull my hair out. Then level four happened, and the skies opened up. And and my buddy Mark Herr and, and Michelle Perkins and Pam Leslie and Bill Norton and, and all these other great patriots who have given everything, they've sacrificed everything, all, by the way, hardcore Bible-believing people. And well, Nicole Tice now is involved down in, we've got, I think she's completed level one, got her plugged in from Delaware Family Policy Council. Look, I, I'm just telling you, I, I, just, I just want to just tell you, as a Christian, you've got to be involved with every aspect of it. You say, man, I can't do that all the time. I'm busy. I'm working. Find a way. Find a way. Because let me tell you something. They disarm you. They take away your Second Amendment. You say, well, I don't want to walk around with an assault rifle. Newsflash. You don't have to. I don't walk around with an assault rifle. But you know what? If some stuff goes bad, guess who knows where to get some? I have a post on uh, the ninjapastor.com, drshawngreener.com. Go to the blog section. It's a post called Three Hours to Die. Go to that post, updated it today. Go to that post and read it. I'm telling you, I am telling you, you think Orlando is bad. You wait till they take away the gun. It's never worked. Nowhere in the world has it ever worked, except for it's worked for the politicians, the dictators, the tyrants who want to take control. They love an unarmed populace. These, these gun-free zones, they love those. People rail against Sandy Hook. Oh, we've got to do something. It's for the children. We need more money. We need more time. We need this. We need that. I hate to tell you, he broke 40 laws before he ever, he ever fired the first shot. Well, that's a fact. We've got plenty of laws. The issue is not the law. The issue is enforcing the law. But here's the thing. You'll never know that listening to mainstream television, watching mainstream television. You'll never know that. You'll never learn that until you get plugged in to find out what's really happening. I'll tell you what else, too. Political freedom means nothing. You have spiritual freedom and spiritual freedom. Look, political freedom makes us, it makes us free citizens of our country. And that's a great thing. But let me tell you something. Spiritual freedom makes us free saints. My question for you today is how free are you? How free are you? When you stand in the mirror in the morning and you look at yourself through bleary eyes and you say, whoo, got to schlep off to work again. Or if you're retired, whoo, I got to go do this, got to do that. And you ask yourself, ask yourself, how free am I? How free really am I? You're going to Washington, D.C. Uh, tonight. You're actually going there tonight. Uh, you'll find out really quick. You know what? You had better not have one round of ammunition accidentally in your, in your bag or in the floorboard of your car. One round. That's illegal. That's illegal. You're going to drive through Maryland. Maryland has the strictest gun laws. And when I say strict, I mean asinine. When you hear me say strict before gun laws, what I really mean is asinine. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you got your guns. Chris always got his guns. Pancreas cancer can't keep him down. He's always got his guns. But here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing. Ask yourself how free you really are. I would encourage you to do this. And all around the world, people that are listening, I I, I want you to understand that I want for you to be free. And and the reason I made this a PG-13 presentation tonight is because I don't don't want little kids to be listening to this and think that, that, 
I'm hating on people. I got over 10,000 emails after Wednesday's show. We go back and listen to Wednesday's show. And the one before, the one before, I got almost 20-some thousand. I've never gotten that many before. The show I did on Islam. Look, listen to what I say and recognize that, it, that this is not hatred speaking. This is the truth speaking. The longer we reject the truth, the more enslaved we become. The longer we buy into the lie that is political correctness, the thicker the chains around our wrists and our ankles and our mouths become. But you know what? When we do that, when we do that, we never have the chance for spiritual freedom because we're in bondage. We're in bondage so much. You want to talk about not being able to get a gun. If they have their way, guess what else you won't be able to get? You won't be able to get a Bible. They say, oh, that's crazy. That, that is hyperbole. I just won't buy into that. You won't get a Bible. Nobody's talking about taking away Bibles. Really? Really? Remember the Gideons used to put their Bibles in all the major hotels and little hotels and motels and highways and byways? Remember that? Now the atheists and the ACLU are going around to all these hotels and saying, look, if we find a Bible in the bedside drawer of your hotel anywhere in the country, we're going to sue you. We're going to cost you millions of dollars. Take the Bibles out now. We won't sue you. And many of them are caving. Spiritual freedom makes us free. That's why I say, man, get in the Word. Get a copy of the Word. If you can't afford a copy of the Word, get a hold of us through the Contact Me page of drshongreener.com, the ninjapastor.com. Get a hold of it. We'll find out where you are, and we'll see to it you get a Bible. There's no reason for anybody in this country to not have a Bible in the language that they read. Believe you me, that will set you free. I want you to ask yourself every single day how free. Join us next time for Sundays with Dr. Sean. And please follow this show and the Collision of Faith and Politics radio show during the week at www dot blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor and follow dr sean on twitter at the ninja pastor and on facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash god in country radio and check out all the free messages archive shows and buy dr sean's critically acclaimed book excellence killed the church how mediocrity is destroying america at www drshawngreener.com Join us during the week. And in the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining us in this fight. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.